0: Amen, amen, church. I know Pastor Tom already said it, but we have some expecting people today. Amen, and church online, welcome wherever you're watching it from. I just want to pray for us just to open our hearts as we get into this, because this weekend, Pastor Tom just said we're in life of 2021, and we're talking about the power of forgiveness, and this is a very important topic in our lives. It is something no matter who you are, how old you are, where you're from we all deal with this at some point in our lives forgiveness for others and for ourselves right so if you could just join me in prayer father i thank you for today i thank you for everybody here everybody watching online father i thank you father we have open hearts lord to receive what you have for us from your word. Your word, Father, is the most powerful thing that there is. Your word is what changes lives, Lord, and we thank you for it, Lord. And we look forward to the work you're going to do in us here this weekend. In Jesus' name, come on, wherever you are, would you say amen? Amen, amen. amen. So we are in this new series, Life in 2021, because we are in 2021. Amen? Some of us are very happy we're in 2021. and, And last weekend, See, I just want to really quick take about two minutes just to recap in case you weren't here or you didn't join us for the message last weekend. The whole reason we're doing this series is because we want to kick off this year. I believe all of us in here want to have a, we could use the word, successful year, right? We want to have a successful year. We want to be a blessing to others. We want to see God move in our lives. Hopefully by the end, come December 31st, 2021, we feel stronger in our relationship with God, with others. Amen. So we're taking each week for a few weeks to look at important things that if we put into practice will help us in this walk, in this year. And God, we we really looked at the power of His grace. And God's grace is made available to everyone. We receive His grace by faith. Amen. And throughout the series, we're looking at different forms, so to say, of His grace that we could have access to. Last week, we looked at the topic of the power of resistance. Because through God's grace, we could have the power to resist sin. Each and every one of us, right? The truth is, we have things thrown at us every day. Temptations, whatever it may be. Have opportunities to sin. But God has given us the grace to have that power to resist sin. And I want to look at this scripture, which we looked at last week in Colossians 3. And Paul writes... Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the image, sorry, renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. God has given us the power of resistance, the power to avoid sin, because, again, we live in a world where things are thrown at us. We have temptations, right? We're going to speak open and honest. We have opportunities, We live in a sinful world until Jesus comes back. We live in a sinful world, and we have a human nature. We have a flesh that we are at war with each and every day. And God has given us that grace, the power to resist sin. And if if you weren't with us, I just encourage you, go on the website, watch that whole message, because it was powerful. And this week, though, we're going to be looking at another manifestation of the grace of God that He has given us, and that is the power of forgiveness. He has given us the power of forgiveness. And if we're going to be open and honest, this time of life, this season of life, I have never seen in my short 31 years so many people angry at each other, mad at each other, hating each other. If you haven't, just if you have a Facebook profile, just go on it, and you will, <laughs> you will see. There's so much hate. There's so much anger. There's so much people. You just see each other and you're like, uh, the person, they posted this. I'm so mad. There's so much anger. And we need to have the power of forgiveness. Because here, can I, I'm going to let you in on a secret that I've learned in life. You are going to get mad at somebody in your life. Somebody's going to do you wrong. You're going to get mad at them. You know how I know? Because if you know like one person, you, somebody's gonna right. Can I also tell you something else? Somebody's gonna get mad because of you, because you're gonna do something to somebody, right? We're humans; it's gonna happen. So we need to know. Well, how do we forgive others? But also something else. Do you know there's gonna be times in life, even you getting besides you getting mad at other people and other people offending you and other people hurting you, you're gonna have to deal with having to forgive yourself and getting mad at yourself from getting, being mad at yourself and holding something on yourself. That, for some people, it's harder to forgive ourselves and it's harder to forgive somebody else. So we're going to be looking at a few things here this weekend. See, forgiveness, forgiveness has the power to disconnect us. This is important. Forgiveness has the power to disconnect us from our own guilt and condemnation and from the hurtful actions and attitudes of others towards us. That's the power of forgiveness. Forgiveness. See, and when it comes to us and God, which a lot of people struggle with, is they look, think God is looking at them, condemning them, and it's not. We're holding guilt and condemnation on ourselves. God has released love. He's released grace. He's released mercy. And forgiveness has the power to disconnect us from our own guilt and condemnation, and also from the hurtful actions and attitudes of others towards us. Because forgiveness, see, forgiveness is beyond us. It is truly the work of God. And I mean that because if you've tried to forgive somebody in your own power or forgive yourself in your own power, it might last, I've learned at least, it might last for a little while. But you really need the grace of God to truly release forgiveness to somebody. Because you know how I know, see, forgiveness isn't, if I take Brian, for example, it's not an offense. And Brian does something, I say, Brian, I forgive you. And then a month later something happens, and I go, you remember that month ago when you did that? That's not forgiveness, just to let you know. That's not, I'll forgive you for a moment. I'm just going to wait to bring it up again. That's not forgiveness. See, that's when we try to forgive in our own strength, because we can go, I can forgive you in this moment, but I'm just going to wait for the next time you do something. No, forgiveness is truly releasing it. I don't hold it against you. See, God forgave us. He didn't forgive us and say, I'll forgive you until you do something again, because if that was the case, I don't know about you, but maybe may be like every five minutes for me. No, not that bad, because I sleep at least a couple hours a night. No. True forgiveness is, I've forgiven you. It's released, and it's not going to be brought up again. You know, I'm just thinking, because I just, I'm sorry. I, just, I talk about stories with my wife and I a lot, and my daughter. And see, my wife and I, the first year, we'll be married five years this year. The first year... It's like, you know, first year. Yeah, it's good. Five years. We made it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) People have been like married. When I hear 40 years, 45 years, I'm like, I can't wait to get to that day. Amen. Amen. It's going to be amazing. The grace of God. No, actually, be the grace of God on her part, to be honest, not me. But the first year, the first year of marriage, honestly, was fantastic. Every year has been fantastic. First year was great. It's the first year, right? The second year. We, you know, start struggles. You know, you kind of feel more comfortable with one another now. Honeymoon stage is over. And I struggled, and I realized, and I had to let God do a work in my heart because she would maybe offend me in some way, and I'd forgive you. And then what I would do, I wouldn't, then other things would happen. i start holding it and holding it. And six months later, I would unload, like, 30-something things on her. And I didn't let forgiveness. I'd never have forgiveness. i let it build up, and I'd become angry. Has anybody else ever done that before? Okay, there you go. We got some honest people in the room tonight. I like that. But forgiveness is, no, I forgive you. You're forgiven. See, it's true, and I I know because it's been said that people pay attention to sermons, to messages on forgiveness sometimes more than any other messages. I know even I do, to be honest. And I think that's because we have, all of us, recognize a need of forgiveness in our lives, either a need that we feel like we need to be forgiven, or we know somebody that maybe we need to forgive. If all of us in here, if we are open and honest, I would say the majority of this room, we would know right now, I need to ask for forgiveness for something, or I need to forgive somebody that I'm holding unforgiveness against. Easily, statistically, the majority of us in this room would say we're dealing with that right now, if we were open and honest. And forgiveness is important because The forgiveness we sow will also determine the forgiveness we reap. I want to look at this scripture. It's in Luke chapter 6. And we hear it with giving a lot financially, and it goes towards that. But it also talks about forgiveness. Jesus says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. That is such important words from Jesus. Because I don't know about you, but our human nature, our human flesh, it almost wants us to start judging other people, the decisions they make. But Jesus says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And maybe you're in here, and you're saying, well, Pastor Matt, that sounds great, but if you just knew what they did, you would know why it's hard to forgive and listen i'm not going to tell you you're wrong i'm not going to sit up here and say you're wrong what i'm going to say is just open your heart and listen to the word of god and the scriptures tonight amen so you know we ask that question well how can i forgive somebody that hurts so much we're going to look at a few ways But i want to start in colossians 3 here today Paul writes, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then verse 13, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. I could just imagine Paul writing that. And he's saying, which I'm going to get to, make allowance for each other's faults. Which is extremely important. You know, I'll be honest, going back to my wife and I, I was kidding and stuff. But the second year, we, were, we actually had a conversation because we were both offending each other, to be honest. we said, you come to the realization of something you know, and it's, listen, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. If I look for perfection from you, that's completely unfair to you. If you look for perfection from me, that's unfair to me. Make allowance for each other's faults to realize this person is not Perfect. They're going to make mistakes. And having that allowance for each other's faults. Like if you have kids and you give them allowance, and maybe you give them a weekly allowance, you would be taking, whether it's $10 a week, $5 a week, your kid, you're a baller, I don't know, $20 a week. You would take that money every week and put it aside for their allowance. So it's just like that when it comes to offense. Put it to the side. No, I'm going to have, one thing that I put through my mind is, I'm probably going to have an opportunity to have to forgive somebody today because I'm probably going to have an opportunity where I'm going to get offended today. But I also know, and I pray, God, I'm probably going to give somebody an opportunity to have to forgive me today, if I'm being honest. And we need to make allowance for each other's fault. And he says, forgive anyone who offends you. And I can imagine Paul writing that, and he just had to say, okay, people are going to hear that, and they're going to go, okay, that sounds great. But then he just wraps it up, because if you're struggling with it, he says, remember. Why? Why? Because he says, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. That's the reason, really, we need to forgive. He said, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So again, why forgive? Well, let's go to Luke. Let's go to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Gospel of Luke now, chapter 23, verses 33 to 34. And it says, and this is Jesus. Jesus is at the cross here. It says, and when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him, talking about Jesus, and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left, And then verse 34 says, Jesus said, for talking to, now Jesus is talking to the people who are standing there. As him, as he is getting crucified, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Those 10 words absolutely changed mankind, to be honest. They changed everything. Jesus is at the cross, paying for our sins, people killing him, the only person that walked this earth sinless. He literally looks at them and still says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. See, forgiveness, it's to grant a pardon, so to say, to grant pardon of an offense and to cease to hold resentment. See, Jesus, you know, go back to the garden in Genesis with God. God created everything for Adam and Eve, right? He created everything. It was perfect, and then they sinned, and now we have a sin nature. We're born in sin, and God said he made a way for forgiveness, and that way is Jesus. Amen? Amen. And Jesus has forgiven us. God has forgiven us through the work of his son, and now when we grant forgiveness to others, what we're doing is we're saying we refuse to press any charges against you to somebody else because Jesus refused to press charges against me. Amen? Amen? You know, I'll be honest, it was one of the most powerful things was obviously when I became a Christian and my life changed. See, growing up, my dad left when I was about six months old, and I didn't become a Christian until I was about to be 23. And so much of my life, I, I didn't really know him, but I held so much unforgiveness and bitterness towards him only seen him a few times in my life, and why would he leave? Why would all this happen? Why was he like that? And then maybe things would go good, and then he would do something else again in the natural, and I, it was hard for me to actually release forgiveness. I couldn't release that forgiveness, to be honest, until I became a Christian, and to, and it wasn't overnight. I'll tell you that. I'm just being honest. It wasn't like, oh, I got saved, and the next day, it was like, I hold nothing against him. No, it took a work of God, but one of the most powerful things was the transformation things was, is when I realized how much I was forgiven, that I was able to release that forgiveness to him. Because yes, I, I could say, yes, he's done a lot to me. He did this, he did that. He wasn't there then. He wasn't there all the time. But you know what? I've been forgiven. My eternity has been forgiven in terms of because of my sin of having to go to hell. that now I receive Jesus and I can be in right relationship with him because he's forgiven my sins, not based upon what I do, but based upon who I put my faith in. So you know what? I'm going to release forgiveness. Amen. That was the only reason I could say I was able to release forgiveness. And actually, because of that, throughout the years before he passed, I saw a lot of restoration in that relationship. And, he, and seeing actually him even coming to Christ. So, reasons to forgive. More reasons. I want to get two main ones here. Number one, see, forgiveness is an act of obedience. That's a reason to forgive. Forgiveness is an act of obedience. obedience. And listen, if you're a follower of Jesus... We are called to be obedient. We should be obedient to his word. We're not going to be perfect. I'm not saying that, but we should be striving to be obedient to his word. And forgiveness is an act of obedience to God. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31. Paul, he writes here, and and I love this because, you know, I'm reading a lot from Paul. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself. That's okay. Paul, when he talks about forgiveness, you got to remember, this was a man that experienced the forgiveness of God that literally had people arrested, had people killed for believing in Jesus, had an encounter with Jesus Christ, changed his whole life, realized he was forgiven, and went into plant churches, wrote so much of the New Testament that we're still reading that's impacting our lives today. He knew what forgiveness was and how to receive that forgiveness. And he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other tenderhearted forgiving one another again i love he writes, just as god through christ has forgiven you i love when he talks about forgiveness he keeps saying you got to forgive people well why because god has forgiven you god is we are called to be forgive and be obedient and god knows too because see here's the thing god he knows when we're in unforgiveness we're in bondage we're in bondage. You know, most people that I talk to when they're in unforgiveness with somebody and they're bitter with somebody, it is affecting them way more than it's affecting the other person. Number 1, the other person might not even know that they're mad at them. The other person might know, and you know what? They might not care, and it might not affect them. But the person who's holding on to it, it is absolutely affecting them almost every day of their lives. And that's bondage. And, you know, forgiveness, too, it's also not just instantaneous or automatic. Because, see, forgiveness, it's not just a feeling. That's important to remember. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's an action and the result of the decision to obey God regardless of our emotion. Forgiveness is not an emotional feeling. It's not, I feel like I should forgive them. No, forgiveness is an action, and it's a choice To obey God, and regardless of the emotion that we're feeling, it's to agree to participate in God's demonstration of love towards that person. And that's something that, honestly, I know for myself, that is something that a lot of us, we need to remind ourselves daily. Because just an example, there might be somebody in your life, maybe they offended you, whatever it may be, and you release that forgiveness And again, it's not an emotion, it's a decision. Because if it's an emotion, you might be able to forgive them in that moment. But then the next time you see them, if you don't feel the way you did before, you might not be walking in forgiveness with them. Because again, going back up to forgiveness isn't forgiving, and then just keep bringing something up and bringing something up and bringing something up. See, forgiveness is an action, and it's a choice. It's an action, a choice. Number one, reasons to forgive. Forgiveness is an act of obedience to God. Two, forgiveness is an act of faith. Forgiveness is an act of faith because what we're doing is when we forgive somebody, it's an act of faith because we're saying if there is any punishment that is needed, if this whatever this person is doing, if there's punishment that's needing or any giving of mercy, God will look after it just fine. So it's an act of faith to say, God, this is in your hands. I'm going to do my part and release forgiveness and release love towards that person. And it's in your hands. I'm not going to have to stress and worry about, well, what's going to happen? Or this person isn't. No, this, this is, so that's an act of faith. That's an act of faith. Because see, I want to point this out too, because I think this is important. See, forgiveness, well, forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not saying that things are okay now and then going back to a, an abusive situation. Or forgiveness is not just letting somebody off the hook by saying you didn't do anything wrong. That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't saying, oh, you didn't do anything wrong. No, forgiveness might be telling somebody to the truth and then saying, listen, but I forgive you and i love you. See, forgiveness is not just unconditional love with no boundaries or accountability and that's important. That's important because you might have somebody in your life and i have some people in my lives, you have sure have some people in your lives that you might need to release forgiveness and love them, but you might need to love them from a distance. You know what i mean? You might need to set up some boundaries. And I just want to point that out because some people, when they think of forgiveness, then they think, well, I'll just keep letting them do that. No, 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 you might need to set up some boundaries. Forgiveness is not letting somebody trample on you and stomp all over you. That's not forgiveness. But forgiveness, what it is, it's releasing that anger, that bitterness, that hate that's in our heart. And you might need to love somebody from a distance, maybe a far distance, I don't know. But that's, so forgiveness isn't just letting somebody walk all over you. And it's not—forgiveness also is not just an act of denial and pretending like nothing's going on. It's, it's doing something about it, and then you have to release that forgiveness in your heart. But it's not accepting maybe somebody else's behavior, it's the other person's behavior. And I want to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 19 to 21. And it says, Beloved, Never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What a joyful scripture. No, see, listen, when I read that, the one thing I think is, see, maybe there's somebody, for example, that you know is just talking about you and berating you. You can release forgiveness and go, God, they can keep talking about me. They can keep berating me. That's fine. Honestly, they're going to probably reap what they sow. I don't need to deal with it. I don't need to worry about it. But I release forgiveness to them. I release that anger. I release that hate. And, Lord, I love them. And, Father, I also pray, go do a work in their heart. And hopefully, God, they let God do a work in their heart. But it's not thinking, it's not sitting there and going, I can't wait until they get theirs one day. No, that's not our, that's not the love of God. We need to release forgiveness, right? And just give it over to God. Put it in His hands. We forgive those that hurt us. And one of the reasons, too, is because, see, it's simple. Bitterness and unforgiveness, which they go hand in hand. A lot of times, unforgiveness leads to bitterness. When we have that, they set their hooks deep into our hearts when we have unforgiveness and bitterness. And again, they're chains, they're bondage that we have unless we forgive. When we forgive, we get out of that bondage because forgiveness, I'm sorry, unforgiveness, a lot of times, again, saying this again, it affects us more than it even affects that person. Now, going back to what I was saying is this. See, forgiveness, forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice we have to make, forgiving somebody, forgiving ourselves. It's not a feeling. Don't try and feel forgiving because it's an act of our will. It's a choice. Don't try to feel forgiving. And one, I don't know why this popped in my mind, but an analogy is this. I forget. It was like a couple months ago. I think it was the summer. It's been a long time since my wife and I just, we were fine. We've been healthy. We haven't had to go to the doctor. So we just did like a regular, I don't know what they call it. Just a checkup. We got like blood work to see how everything's good, you know? So, I got my blood work back, and it, it came in this chart, and everything was good. Everything was like green, which meant good, except there was one that was a little yellow, and it was my cholesterol. It wasn't even a big deal. My cholesterol wasn't even that high, but it was a little bit higher than they thought it should be, right, which I'll be honest. At the time, I was 30, and I was like, okay, well, I should make a choice now to do something about that versus waiting until I feel like I really need to do something about that. In that moment, and I'm not listen. I'm not saying I've been on this crazy diet, and I'm a pillar of health. Not in the least bit. But in that moment, I started taking steps. I started, I was so long, honestly, since I worked out, especially when everything happened, the the pandemic and stuff, and gym shut down, so I started doing stuff at home, started going for walks. I started taking action. I made the choice then to let me start to do something about this now because if I wait until I feel like doing something, maybe it's 10 years from now, maybe it's 20 years from now, but I'm going to have a lot more damage done to myself than if I make that choice right now. And forgiveness could be a lot like that because there's going to be an offense and you're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to release this offense and forgive this person or I wait one day until I feel like forgiving them? Well, that day could be years down the road. And the longer it is, it is going to have damage upon yourself. The earlier, and that's with anything in life, the earlier we deal with something, the better. It's the truth so it's a choice it's not waiting until you feel it's not it's not waiting until i feel like forgiving this person no it's making a choice it's an act of our will to forgive them we acknowledge we acknowledge hey maybe that person hurt us maybe they did damage to us but we still choose to extend forgiveness to them see forgiveness it says it says hey it was wrong what happened it was wrong it was very wrong maybe it was maybe it was very wrong it mattered it hurt me deeply But I release you. I give you to God. And I'm not going to be a captive here any longer in unforgiveness. And maybe it's not even to somebody else. Maybe that's to yourself. Maybe you need to release that to yourself. And also, one thing that's helped me, too, is when it's to somebody else we need to release forgiveness to. You know, a lot of the times, one thing we need to remember is those that have deeply hurt us are also probably deeply wounded themselves. That's something important to remember. Most people do something to hurt somebody because they're hurt themselves. A lot of the times, we do something to hurt somebody because we're hurt by something ourselves that we're not dealing with. And again, that doesn't just absolve them from the choices that they made, whatever the situation may be, the things they did, but it helps to let that forgiveness, extend that forgiveness towards them. And forgiveness, I also want to talk about this. Forgiveness you know, forgiveness is a gift that we give ourselves. Forgiveness is a gift that we give ourselves. Because forgiving, again, we release ourselves as well as whoever it was from that grudge and that bitterness. I want to look at Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 35. So let's follow with me a little bit here about Jesus and Peter. And it says, and then Jesus has a really good parable. It says, Then Peter came to him, Jesus, and asked, Lord, How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? I I love this. The apostles, they were dealing with the same stuff that we're dealing with. They were dealing with people. They had opportunities to be offended and opportunities to have to forgive. So he says, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? He says, seven times. I always just wondered, where did he just come up from that number? He's just like, seven sounds like a good number because this person did sound to me eight times. So let me see what I can get here. No, I'm just kidding. You got it? And it says, Jesus says, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times 7. If I do my math right, that brings it to 490 times. So Jesus is saying, forgive someone after 490 times. Some people right now are like, well, 1, 2, that for 3, 4. No, <laughs> 7, 10. Hold on, let me get my phone. No. So Jesus is making a statement here. No, it's not about how many times. Forgive them. And then Jesus tells a parable. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors who was brought in, who owed him millions of dollars, he couldn't pay, so his master had ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very... I liked like, amen. He's letting know how it is. It says, where was I? Hold on. When some of the... People in the chat right now are probably like, amen too. Like, I I know exactly who they're talking about. No. It said... When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my Heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Yeah, that's a right? Jesus being real. But look at that parable. Jesus tells such a parable here, and a parable that illustrates the principle of forgiveness. He's showing this, this king who has forgiven this person who owed him millions of dollars, freely gave him for him, completely released him, forgave him of all his debt. He didn't just say, you owe me millions, you know what, I'm going to release you, but still bring me back a couple thousand next week. No, got rid of all his debt. And then what happened? This man went to somebody that owed him a few thousand dollars, totally forgot how greatly he's been forgiven and held unforgiveness and had that man thrown in and arrested in the parable. See, we have to watch out because we have, a hu- we have a human self, a flesh, and we can have a capacity to forget God's gracious gift of forgiveness and then allow other things to come into our souls and breed unforgiveness. We have to remember how greatly we've been forgiven. forgiven. Amen? And, you know, the torture... The torture, when we're in that, it really comes from our spirit. Because inside, where we have the Holy Spirit, if you've received Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit living inside you. It's a torture of knowing better, of knowing, no, I've been forgiven greatly. I should be releasing this forgiveness. And when we don't, and you know, in in some ways, I love the parable, because if you think about it, the man was set free when he experienced forgiveness, but then he held unforgiveness, and he was put back in prison. And a lot of the ways that could be like us because we've been set free, but when we're holding unforgiveness, we're putting ourselves in our own prison and our own bondage. You know, I could think of many of times that I've held on to unforgiveness and I felt I was in bondage and I would let little things bother me. I would get angry about things. I'd be irritated. I'd be holding hate. And honestly, it wastes so much time. It wastes so much time. See, Jesus too. Jesus thought forgiveness was a very big deal. I want to look at John chapter 20. See, John chapter 20, this is after Jesus now has been resurrected from the dead. He's risen from the dead, and he says, That same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his sides. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And he says, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. We could even see from that, Jesus, one of the first instructions that he has given to the church on the day he rose from the dead is to teach the forgiveness of sins. And everything that we do as Christians, as the church... Is to let people know that you have been forgiven, to let people know that they have been forgiven. God is not mad at them anymore. That is the gospel. That's the central news of the gospel: is the power of forgiveness. That God is not mad at you anymore. He has been forgiven. I've seen. Well, I could say from myself, from hearing that the first time, and then seeing people in church, but then friends that I've had conversations with, when somebody comes to the point of realizing, I have been forgiven. That is where life transformation takes place. That is where life transformation, because I didn't know, honestly, I mean, again, I got saved, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It was in August 2012, I was 22, the next month I'd be 23, and I never heard about God has forgiven me much. But the whole time I thought it was almost like a performance thing, well, I'm doing good, well, now I'm not doing good, well, I'm doing good, I'm not doing good, hopefully I'm doing good, like 10 seconds before I go, and I'll be, Right? I was like, hopefully, you know, hopefully, yeah, like, this works out where I'm doing something good, like, a couple minutes before. No, but when I heard that, no, I've been forgiven, and it's not based upon my actions. It's not based upon how, how good I am, because you know what? I'm never going to be good until I let God do a work in my life, and I've been forgiven much. That is when my life transformed. That's when my heart re- opened up to receive Jesus and saying, I need a Savior. I need that forgiveness, and that would set me to go. I have to tell other people about this forgiveness. I have to tell my family, my co-workers, whoever I'm having a conversation with, because there's so many people, and especially we have to watch out because if maybe you've been a Christian for, for a while, and maybe not a while, but we can never just lose that burning desire to realize that there are so many people walking around that do not know that they've been forgiven. They do not know they've been forgiven. They do not know that there's a Savior that loves them, that has forgiven them, and they need to hear that message. There's power in that. As I'm going to be wrapping up, I want to just look at one more scripture. I want to look at Saul of Tars- Tarsus, who became the Apostle Paul, who we've read a lot of scriptures about here today. He was the murderer and persecutor of the church, and he became Paul, the apostle, because of forgiveness. And I want to look at this story, and I'm not going to look at here today the conversion that he had. So you can read his story and Acts about the conversion he had, but I want to look at something that was powerful that I believe also led to having that impact. Of that conversion and it's in Acts chapter 7 and see Acts chapter 6 and 7 it tells us about a man named Stephen who's really only in these two chapters of the Bible but even in these chapters has made such an impact and power and people read these words and are changed he was a true follower of Jesus and he was dragged before the religious court in Jerusalem and declared guilty of blasphemy and sentenced to be stoned to death for preaching that Jesus had risen from the dead. He's preaching Jesus risen from the dead. Now they're getting him. They're going to stone him to death. And it says, When they had heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, talking about Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Now remember, these are people, they're stoning him, they're accusing him, they're killing him. It says, And they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice. And Stephen says now, he says, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Paul was there during this. He was Saul at the time. He was having people arrested, killed for believing in Jesus, witnessing this. And he sees Stephen, who is getting stoned. And even as he's about to die, Stephen goes and says, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And I'm told that there's no way that did not impact Paul. Saul became Paul to see the power of forgiveness in action. Probably standing there going, wondering, how can this guy say those words right now as this is happening? How can he say that as these words are happening? He was there when Stephen cried out his last words, and Stephen said, Lord, forgive them. And we know that this was a story that impacted Saul because years later, when he became Paul, he gave his life to Jesus. Many decades later, Paul tells the same story about Stephen at his own trial. How he watched over the cloaks of the men who stoned Stephen and the power of forgiveness pierced his heart enough to let the seed, to plant a seed of the gospel to be planted in his heart. And then he had that encounter with Jesus on the road gave his life to Jesus. And his whole life changed. And look how Many years later, he is still impacting people that read the Word of God with the words that the Holy Spirit inspired him to write. You know, one thing I just want to encourage too is we are, as the church, if you're a Christian, we are examples of forgiveness. We also have to keep that in mind because whether it's our kids, our family, sometimes our actions speak louder than words. And when they see us walking in forgiveness— I could put a seed and a plant in somebody's heart. What I want to do is we could all just, if we could all stand up and church online, wherever you're watching, you could stand up as well. You're in your living room, wherever it may be. Jesus, I want to make two things. You that are here, you that are joining us online, two things is this. I want to make sure that if you're here and you've never received first that gift of forgiveness, that gift of grace, that you have an opportunity to receive that free gift. And again, it's not based upon what you do. It's based upon what Jesus did and you receiving that gift, that gift of forgiveness, that gift of grace. So I'm going to want to do that salvation prayer, and then I'm going to pray for all of us as well, for us that may be in here that are struggling, and we need to release forgiveness in our our hearts for others or ourselves. But first, with all heads bowed and eyes shut, I'm going to do just what Paul instructed us in Romans chapter 10. Again, we've been talking about him a lot here this weekend. He experienced that that love. He experienced that grace, that forgiveness. And Paul said in Romans, he said, if you believe Jesus is the Son of God, you believe He went to the cross for your sins, you believe He died and rose again, he says, if you believe that, you confess that, you pray that, it says you are saved. You become in right relationship with God. You're sealed with His Spirit, His Holy Spirit. Again, it's not based upon what you do, it's based upon you receiving what Jesus did at the cross. So I'm going to repeat that prayer and repeat it with me. And if you're in here and you're praying this for the first time, no, it says again, you'll be sealed with God's Spirit. You won't have to worry about your eternal destination. You are in right relationship with God the Father. And you're joining us online. If that's you, just put your hand up wherever you are and get ready because we're going to pray to receive Jesus. So why don't we all just pray this together. Father, Father I, believe I believe that you sent Jesus to go to the cross for my sins and I believe that he died for me I believe he forgave me and I believe he rose again so this day I acknowledge I need a savior I repent of my old ways and I receive you Jesus this day as my Lord and my savior thank you for making me a child of God. And I'm going to follow you all my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give it up for people that prayed that prayer for the first time here online. And listen, in just a few minutes when we're dismissed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I do want to pray for those that are struggling with forgiveness. But if you prayed that prayer for the first time in a few minutes when we're dismissed, don't just leave. Come up here. Tell one of us, I prayed that salvation prayer. We want to put a Bible in your hands. It's the beginning of your journey. If you're online, you prayed that prayer for the first time. Click that, I receive Jesus today. I commit my life to him so we could follow up with you because this is the beginning of your journey. But now, I want to make sure, because again, this is something, if we ask everybody in here, we, a lot of us are probably struggling with forgiving somebody else or forgiving ourselves. So I want to give us an opportunity to release that to God here this weekend. Amen. So why don't you all just shut your eyes, bow your head, and God sees you. If that's you and you say, Pastor Matt, yeah, t- today, and you online as well, I need to release forgiveness. I need to release forgiveness towards somebody or I need to release forgiveness from myself and I know I cannot do it on my own and I know I only could do it through the grace of God and I need to release this forgiveness that's you just wherever you are with all heads bowed and eyes shut just raise your hand amen amen God sees you and I'm going to pray for you Father I pray for them right now each and every person that has their hand up Lord you know if they're struggling with forgiving somebody, if they need to forgive themselves, Lord. Now, Father, I pray that your power would give, you would give them the grace, the power to release that forgiveness, Father. I pray that they would commit that to you here today, Lord God, that they would commit that, that they would give it over to you, Father. They would release that forgiveness. They would extend that forgiveness towards others, towards themselves. And Father, and thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. You give them the grace to do that, and they will see the freedom that comes from that as they give this to you, Lord, as they release that forgiveness once and all. And I thank you, Lord, as they're releasing that forgiveness here in this moment. That bondage they've been held in is broken. Those chains are broken in their life. That bitterness, that anger, Lord, I thank you that is replaced with the love of God. The love of God that will fill them, will fill their heart, Lord. Thank you for the work that you are doing in them in this moment, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. Well, amen, church. And again, if you prayed that salvation prayer, please don't just leave, come up here. We'd love to give you a Bible, amen. And listen, if you release that forgiveness, you gave it to God, don't take it back. Walk in that forgiveness, walk in that grace, walk in that love towards that other person or towards yourself, amen. You'll see the power of God working in your life. Well, God bless you. We love you and we will see you next weekend.